I've got Chicago coming up, but th- this year I'm actually trying for the first time three in a row. So I'm in Chicago, New York, Philly. You're listening to Run, Thrive, Survive with Sierra Carter. With Sierra Carter. If you're looking for more energy, more productivity, and just an overall happier life, you're right where you need to be. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Run, Thrive, Survive. I'm your host, Sierra Carter, and as usual, we are here to dive inside a runner's mind to, you know, help us run our lives and things, right? Like, we want the best and the most out of life. We're runners, and we're here for it. So, God, guys, I feel like it's been a long time. I'm like sitting here with like Taylor Swift on my computer right in front of me, like begin again. I feel like we're beginning again on this podcast, but we're not. We still had podcasts coming out. Like I told you, life got busy. Life got so busy. I was working full time, studying for my boards and training for a marathon. And I guess I'm still kind of doing like most of that. But I did the marathon over this past weekend. I'm sitting here still with sore legs while my massage gun is like staring back at me. And I mean, that's a that's a whole nother story on its own. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll talk about that in a solo podcast, but, but we did almost qualify for Boston. And when I say almost, I was 13 minutes off. If I didn't break at mile 21, we would have had a 315 marathon. It is such a bummer when you get through literally over 20 miles and you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you break. Oh, such a bummer. And that's okay. Cause as we sit here, I know it's not the release date, but as we sit here, Boston um, registration opened up today, and I'm honestly so excited for everybody that gets to register for Boston today. You guys have earned it. If you qualified, if you are a charity runner, you guys have legitimately earned that spot to get to that start line. It is not easy. It is not an overnight success. I am so happy and so proud of you guys, and I can't wait to cheer you guys on for Boston. Those of you also, I want to cheer on the ones too. Chicago is right around the corner, and I think Berlin is next weekend. Two weekends. Berlin's in two weekends, um, probably around the release of this podcast. So congratulations, you guys. I just, oh my gosh. What a fun time. I love the majors. I know people get a little bit worked up and they're like, oh, everybody runs a major. There's so much better, like smaller races. And you're right. Smaller races are fun, but the majors are just, they're, they're, it's like runners going to the Olympics. Like for those of the, us that are never going to be Olympic athletes, it's like going to the Olympics and it, it's just so rewarding and so hard that you guys work. So congratulations. New York's around that corner. And then we'll start getting into the spring marathons too and the training. So I'm just excited for you guys. Congratulations. I'm cheering you on from here in Salt Lake City, Utah. But with that being said, I want to introduce our guest today because I'm blabbing way too much. Um, Thank you for still listening to this podcast, even though I have not been on top of my game with it. Like you guys are incredible. I think I swear to God, I swear to God, every time I step away from this podcast, I'm like, okay, I can't focus on it. I have other things to do. It like, it shows up in like, somebody sent me like an email blast that it showed up in somebody's like recommended podcast email blast. I don't, I don't know who this was or what email blast it was. Like I didn't put it in there and I was so thankful and the downloads are going up and I'm just like, oh my God, you guys are incredible. So while I'm blabbing on, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. And if you see this podcast anywhere else, please send it to me. I think it's so cool to see that. Um, but the guest, yes, that's right. ADHD at its finest. The guest is Carlos. Carlos is incredible. So this is such a fun conversation. Like I'm saying, like kind of congratulating everybody for the races going on right now. 
Carlos is a running coach and we just deep dive into training strategies, things that he does, things that I'm like, next time I'm training for a race, I'm changing this. And there's something too we bring up about caffeine at the very end that I really want to have him back on for. And I really want to have him back on for this specific topic because we, we just vaguely, we vaguely cover it, but I think it's something I'm, I, I'm personally going to, I, I would say experiment with on shorter races to see how it affects me because I think it's genius and I've thought about doing it. So I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for you guys in the intro. You guys have to listen to the podcast. So if you're training for a race at the end of your race or getting ready to start training for a race, you want to listen to this podcast. He drops so many good things and it's going to help you in the long run. So you guys, without further ado, without me telling you to share this with your friends, I'm going to bring on Carlos. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you have you here on Run Thrive Survive. I want to give you a chance to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Sierra. Um, I've been running now for, I mean, I started in high school uh, to formally run. I was fortunate enough to be able to even take that on to college, but I was really doing sprint and track and field. So I was doing 400 meters. I was doing high jump, long jump. Uh, running long distance was never something that I thought of doing or that I even enjoyed from a training perspective. I think a lot of people don't uh, enjoy it at first. Yeah. (laughs) No, it it was almost one of those things where I always related back to a coach would get angry and say, okay, everyone's running miles. And you're like, (sighs) okay, this is the last thing that I want to do. So true. So especially after school. So I just kind of did that. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, And then one day years later so college ended moved all over the u.s ended up uh moving to philadelphia of all things and uh, a friend of mine was like hey i'm going to do the philly half any interest and i was like sure why not uh let's try it <laughs> didn't train didn't do anything worst idea I ever was in pain for days weeks months maybe i don't know but i'm so stubborn from a, how i was raised within sports that I was like, okay, I need to do this and I need to do it better. So I went out and signed up for another one and then another one and another one. And now that's, uh, that was in 2011. And at this point I'm 14 marathons in probably 30 plus halves in plus all the training runs and then multiple distances. Right. Okay. So what's your favorite distance then out of all of that? I'd say half marathon Mm -hmm. is kind of that sweet spot for me. Um, I feel like if you go anything shorter, you're everything's on fire. I mean, any distance, everything's on fire, but but right. you get to l- lay off a little bit while still pushing it. Yeah. And um, and it's not the marathon, which from a time commitment training and day of perspective, it's exhausting. Marathon, yeah, it really is true. And you know, the more I've thought about it, I couldn't even imagine like going past like marathons into ultra training and anything as far as like a packed schedule plus the training because it's hard. But half, I'm right there with you. That's like my sweet spot too. I really like half marathons because it just it's easy to like you know kind of I'll sign up for that. You know, you can make it through it without a lot of training. Like once you're running, like once you are a regular runner, you're like, Oh, half marathon. I can get through Correct. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if you think of your long runs, that that's what a yeah. lot of your long runs are going to be anyway. So yeah. you're, 
you're already in the swing of things. Exactly. Exactly. And 10Ks and like 5Ks like stress me out because you have to go, like, I feel like I have to sprint the whole thing and you can't do that. <laughs> you know, like you have to go into the <laughs> different strategies. So I want to open up the conversation today and um, you coach runners. And, you know, I know, I, I, I know it's not like the only thing you do, but you coach runners and I know you, you interact with them. And I want to ask you, what do you think the link between mental health and running is? Um, you know, maybe is it like helping people? Do you, are people kind of like adding, is it their escape? Like what are we seeing when we're coaching clients? Well, it's always interesting when I start speaking to my potential clients, because the first question I, I ask them is what do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. And, and it's understanding, okay, well, is it just, getting off of that couch to 5K kind of thing? Are you looking for the longer distance? And even within that, okay, you're more serious. Do you want to get a, a qualifier? So do you have to run a half in a certain time? Do you need to get a a, a full at any specific age group uh, qualifier? And once I hear that, I, I also follow up with questions such as, okay, well, what drives you? Is it self-driven? Do you need someone on you? Do you need just someone to kind of set you up and go from there? And the reason I do that is that each runner's journey is going to be different. Yeah. Um, the reality is that you need to start off by understanding your why, which is important. And, and then also understanding that, that this is going to evolve. Yeah. Uh, just because today you started with, yes, I want to get off the couch. You know what? In five years, you could be the person who's running a three hours or two hour, 50 minute marathon. And you're looking at, okay, well, I want to actually go to Olympic qualifiers completely different way of looking at it it's so true. and it's important to and it's important to also realize that that the evolution is not only an evolution forward, but it could be an evolution backward where you say priorities change i, I want to spend more time with family i want to spend more time focusing on the office or yeah. traveling or whatever it may be and the reality is that that's perfectly fine it's as long as you are comfortable with what you want as your goal at that time that should be your drive. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that that's super important when it comes to, to the mental health side of things is appreciating that everyone goes through ebbs and flows as far as how hectic life may be. Oh, yeah. But, big time. <laughs> uh, but honestly, I, I think that if you can go in with the rather than thinking the what ifs of, oh, I can't do this in time or I can't uh, spend the amount of, uh, of hours focusing on food or on the workout or on the interaction with people or on any of that. And I'm just going to accept that, Hey, things are going to change. I'm going to adapt and go from there. I think it's a much healthier way of approaching, not just the running side and the coaching side, but, but your overall life approach. No, I absolutely agree with you. And like when you're coaching, you know, you kind of, you kind of touched on it, right? Where people are like, Oh, I don't have time for this. So you kind of, those excuses, like how do you coach people to get past those excuses and like shift their mindset? Like, is this a series of questions you ask them or maybe just even pointing them out? Sometimes I've done it in the past where if you just point it out to somebody or somebody does it to me, you can kind of move past it. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I do do that. But you don't notice in the moment. Well, it's, I look at coaching very similar to how I, I look at working with my therapist. I am oh, very open about it. I, I have a therapist. Well, I, I was with a therapist who, unfortunately, she just broke up with me because she's moving practices and oh, no. I'm starting with a new therapist. That's always a bummer. I'm so sorry. As of next week. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the reality is that I think that most of the time people 
know what they're doing to a certain degree and realize what they're doing. I think mm. it's more of a having a, I guess you could call it an educated voice to say, yes, you're doing this or reinforce that. No, you shouldn't be doing that. And you kind of go like, oh, well, I logically could have come to that realization. But hearing it from the outside makes it more obvious to me than if I just said in my head, well, it could be alternate A, B, or C. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'll just keep on going with what I know. Yeah. No, and it's kind of like that same thing where somebody reflects it back on you and is like, well, I think you know the answer. And you're like, oh, maybe I know yeah. the answer, but like, do I want to hear that answer? I don't know. I love that. No, I think that's I think that's I think that's very accurate. And then like if we're going and talking to runners, how about like the mindset in general? Like, do you see, have you ever had somebody come in like kind of more on the negative side, to be honest with you, and then like maybe evolve from there? Like, what does that sh like mindset shift look like as you work with them, as they get better, as they become stronger runners? It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because the reason that I even got into the coaching side of things, I have an eight-year and a four-year-old, um, my eight-year-old the most active child you can imagine and always wants to try everything out, I love it. but gets very easily frustrated. Uh, I mean, he's a fantastic swimmer. He's great at basketball. He's pretty good at running, but he hates organized uh, training and competition and all this stuff. And it, it's so bizarre to me to see him just work that way. So with him, it was very much a, okay, well, you have all these talents. You're very good at running. You could, I mean, he's ran with me for, he'll go 15, 20 minutes of just running around to do a, a mini uh, race that they do up in New York and Central Park, or he'll go to the events. And if it's going well for him, he's all about signing up for the next one. The moment <laughs> that it goes south, he's just like, oh, you know what? I wasn't really interested anyway. And I'm like, okay, well, I was raised very differently. It was very right. much a, if you do something, you stick with it. I still believe in that, but the way that I approach it with him is very different than how my parents approached it with me, which was basically, okay, you don't like it. Completely fair. So, by the way, did you notice that you did this, which is a really good way to, to approach this? Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Also, did you notice that, well, you were doing this, 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 which... Where did you get that? I mean, just asking yeah. him questions as to how he got there, why he's doing that. And, and that's how this evolved. And I started doing the same thing. It sounds ridiculous. I started doing the same thing with my older clients as I started having more and more clients sign up. It's not that different. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's at least from my perspective and the way that I coach, it's if I have someone who, who pushes back, I don't have a problem with pushing back at the end of the day. This can sound terrible. I mean, you're, you're the one paying me no matter what, if you do your work or not. This is so true. But I, I, would so much, true. I would much rather we do something that's positive for you and, and help you out. So, again, if you have your why, we can always go back to, okay, well, what's going on right now? Schedule, is it just lack of motivation, which we all know that motivation is great to have, but it's not what's going to get you to the end because motivation goes and comes and goes yeah. and comes. But um, from there, just being able to find how to push their buttons, like I said, in the case of CJ, my son, it was just finding, okay, well, I, I know that if I remind him of the things that he's good at, he gets excited about it again. And it's great. And, and we get him right back in and he'll jump back in the pool after 
coming out last week and saying, I don't want to do this ever again. And he'll be right in it or vice versa. So. It just takes that like one time to feel good to be like, okay, I want this. Cause you're right. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking like from like an actual running perspective, when we're in those races, we are like, I am never doing this again. Why did I sign up to do this? Like, this is awful. You know, I'm falling apart. And then like, as soon as you cross that finish line, you're like, oh, that's great. When's the next one? You know, like, it's like you uh, almost it's, forget right? <laughs> the addiction. It's, it, it, it's the greatest, most frustrating feeling in the world. Yeah. I agree with you because you're running, everything's on fire and, and you're just kind of like, why did I do this? Let, let's just, let's just be done. Right. And, and and two weeks later, two months later, whatever it is, you're, you're right back at it. <laughs> Almost like a day later for some people, it's like looking for that next race right away. And I know like, what was it? Uh, Chicago. I knew so many people last year in Chicago. They were like, I'm not doing this again. Like, I'm just going to take a you know leave of absence from marathons. And everyone's like, just kidding. Like I signed up for a spring race and I'm just like, this is, this is great. This is all of us. Cause I understand it. Yeah. So what do you do like while you're running? So like, what are kind of some of the strategies that you use like to keep going? Because, you know, we've, we've heard like, oh, run to the next stoplight and then, you know, keep doing these like small goals, but that gets a little tedious the longer you go. So I'm curious, like, what are the mental like mind games that you use when you're running? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm all for having something playing in my ears. I mean, whether it's music or a podcast or whatever it is, I, I have them on and I run with it. Always. Uh, it's rare that I won't. It's only if my battery died. So uh, right? it's so don't hate me. Do I know it. there's a lot of people who, who hate that, but I, I'm all for it. And if it helps you, great. Yeah. But um, from my perspective, I'm very much a break it down kind of um, approach. I Major milestones for me. So depending on the distance, but if it's the marathon, okay, you, you want to get down from that over 20 miles left. So, okay, hitting those first six yeah. point three officially. Okay. You're in, uh, you're below 20. Then at that point, okay, get to the halfway mark. When you're at the halfway mark, okay, you're, you're, you've already done half of it. You've done plenty of half marathons. You can do the rest of this, just keep going. And now you can actually start playing the, the, the real game of let's start letting the, the legs go loose. And then from there, you just kind of, whether it's the 10 K, the five K, the, that last mile, it's very much just reminding myself, it's a mile at a time yeah. and just worry about this next one. Wow. I mean, I, I like that you brought up that 6.3. I've never even thought about that marker to be honest with you. I think I kind of like try to zone out between like mile one and eight and then yeah. try to like tune back in after that. Because it's like those first, the first like d- single digit miles are rough to me at least. Yeah. Cause it's like, wow, I'm only in single digits. The race kind of just started, yeah. you know, like you're not, you're, you're not racing yet. Like that's still, if you're trying to race it for time, you're still trying to just like warm up. Um, so I really like that you brought up that 6.3 cause I've just never thought about that marker, but it's so true. Less than 20 miles. Well, either that or, or the, once you, you break into single miles left, I mean, you yeah. get to 9.9 left which I'm sure that you've done or many others have done. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, okay, no more double digit. We're almost in the clear. Yeah. Where do you usually hit the wall in a race or like, um, so my wall for years, I could not get past, um, a three hour and 40 minute, uh, marathon for the longest time. And it always came right around 17, 18. I mean, to- right. like where people yes. say that it should be hitting you mm-hmm. and, and it was years of this. I'd say out of the the 
probably the the first nine years of me running long distance was the exact same way, maybe eight years. And then I started uh, playing around with how I was approaching things. I a realized that I was going for huge amounts of miles per week. Uh, well, huge for me, which was going into consistently 40s for the low end and even high 50s on the high end. And, and it wasn't working. For me. Um, I also was doing purely running, no other kind of exercise to, to support that. Mm. I, I'll be the first to admit I'm the worst eater ever. Oh, me too. Uh, so that's never going to be the area that, that helps me. You're not alone running. on that. Me too. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, it's terrible. And I mean, I'm actually <laughs> with my friends and family. I'm famous for the, the post-marathon meals that I'll stuff into my face. They're just the most disgusting, absurd things you can imagine. So, but uh, what I realized is that, okay, well, first of all, something's not working. So let me start trying different things, whether it was the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's unique for each person. I'm of the opinion that if it doesn't hurt you, why not try it? So, so I carry my, uh, my on-course nutrition and I s- swear by it now. And I, have all the packets of what I use. Great what do you with it. use? I use Morton. I love oh, Morton. I like Morton too. Um, yeah. Both oh, the, the regular and the caffeine. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I always try to, for the most part, any race have a bottle with me. And what I do, I, I, I do the most absurd rather than investing and buying something. I literally go to the store, pick up a water bottle, put duct tape around it so it has a little handle. And I carry that for the first half of the marathon so that I can avoid oh the God. water stops. And this then the great. second half is when I just transition to whatever I'm going to be doing. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I never thought it, about it, no, that. It's, it's, it's the cheapest approach, but I'm going to throw them out anyway. And yeah. I hate having stuff in my hand. So yeah. So that that was part of it. Uh, then also understanding, okay, decreased mileage. Now, regular weeks, I'm doing high 20s, low 30s. I max out very low 40s nowadays but then again i live in new york so i'm walk- i realize that i'm walking six seven miles a day yeah and and that adds up and it's actually really good for you anyway so uh, i realized why am i putting so many miles on when i had everything else going on at swimming at cardio at weightlifting a- and it just one day Clicked. everything's been poof and what dro- did philly got a 315 and then from there it's been dropping ever since uh wow. till uh, a couple of years back, we're uh, at Philly again, which is now my by far my favorite race. But I got a three hours, six seconds. Still so, missed the, the the breaking the three hours. But I mean, there was a you're a pre- so close. You're was so, so close. But I wasn't even looking at it. I, I had yeah. just come off of injury. I had ran Berlin. I was like, no, oh, this God. is a backup race. I'm in a bad place. Just run it to to get it out of the way. I didn't look at my watch. I just ran and by feel. And it's by far the best race I've ever had. It's it's so absurd. Isn't that funny? Like when you just like relax, everything goes well. You're like you don't panic. Yeah, no, you just let it go. And you're like, wow, that's the best race I've ever done. That, I love it. No, wait, let me, if I get this correct. So you run between 20 to 40 miles, like when you're training for like a marathon, you don't really ever go over 40. Right. Wow. I mean, even like I, I'm so mileage, right? Where if somebody's yeah. trying to tell me, I'll go for timed long runs. I'm like, Oh God, this is not going to work. Like I'm ending at 11.94, you know, like this is weird. I can't do that. 11, 12 miles is an odd one for me. You know, it's like, I have to round up somewhere, but 
you found it more beneficial. So I'm guessing that extra time that you're not running, you're doing, you, you mentioned swimming. You, do you swim a lot during um, your marathons? I, I don't swim nearly as much now. Okay. Uh, I was doing, I had transitioned over to triathlons for a while. Oh, gotcha. uh, but I, I think the biggest issue right now in New York is, is post COVID uh, schedules for pools got a little tight. So um, they're starting to finally, as of this year, they've opened up again to where open access, everyone can get into before it used to be. Yeah. By this time you're in, someone else is out and so on. And it yeah. got impossible. I do a ton of biking. Um, I'm a lot more getting into serious stretching. I, I do stretching on my own. And then I go to an actual place that, that every few weeks and they just pull you in every direction. Do that, you do that, a stretch lab? type of place uh, yeah okay and i love it, it yeah. it's 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 the best i know that that it sounds lazy but it's it's just great to just lay there and let someone else do the work and you just relax i mean literally you just sit back and let them do all the work. no i think that's fantastic i got you know how many times i'm like i should stretch tonight and then what do you not do you don't stretch like before you go to bed like i think that's i think i need to sign up for one of those my favorite so far has been um cryotherapy and uh that's right red light those have do yeah. you do what else do you do anything else for recovery then um i've done cupping i used to a lot more Ooh, um okay. i tend to do that as i get closer to race so mm. usually when i get within six weeks is when i'll start picking that routine back right. up uh i do have a chiropractor i, I only go once a month yeah. but it's more from a just make sure everything is still aligned correctly um let's be fair anyone who said that running is inexpensive i mean you can make it as inexpensive or expensive as you want and i've clearly gone the opposite route of this me too it's okay against better That's judgment <laughs> but um but yeah so those two um i will do massage but massage is more from active recovery after mm-hmm. major stuff coming up uh or just having passed i'll do that but i also have my, my own air the the boots the oh the compression boots uh-huh. I have compression boots. I have uh, Theragun. I have you name it. I, I also have that for at home. A roller? You forgot a roller. Do you have a roller? The foam roller? Uh, I don't have a roller. I have because uh, I, I used to travel a lot more. So I have uh, actually, I have them right here, which is really bad. I have oh, the, the foam ball. The foam ball. Okay. I have a smaller a smaller one, and then I have one of these. I don't know if you have the 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 right. It's uh, when I when I injured myself, I had a really badly strained psoas oh. and it was during the the berlin marathon oh, no. and basically I, I tried to avoid I, I tried to cut a corner during a turn and avoid the sidewalk and jumping over it but coming down apparently just pinched the the muscle right there in between Ooh. everything and um so for about two years it, it's, it's one of those things two that they years. said okay you can either do surgery or you can just lay off of running. And I was like, oh, well, which one sounds more logical for me? Let's not lay off of running either and not do surgery. And so I got that bad boy right there. And uh, it actually helps wow. tremendously. I still have some effects from it, but it's interesting. a world of difference. Well, I've never seen that gadget. I'll have to look that one up. Now, as far as like somebody coming to tra- um, coaching with you, like what is, I guess, like what is your mantra when you coach with your clients? Like what is the biggest thing like you hope that they get out of coaching with you? Whether, you know, maybe it's the mindset, maybe it's like working on themselves. Like what is it that, you know, there's something that drives you to coach them. What do you want them to walk away with? 
I, I touched on it at the beginning, but but it's it's understanding what success is for them and helping them get. Mm-hmm. And again, it does not have to mean success with with times. I, I I love it when someone comes in and says, "I want to hit this time. I'm competitive. I want I want to do all this stuff." But there's so much more to it. I mean, the the, the journey of running is is such a at this point for me, it, it's been such a fun mm-hmm. kind of uh, ebb and flow of hitting those big moments, having the breakthroughs of, oh, well, I well I did get a better time than I expected with uh, yeah. Philly or getting to travel the world and, and see Berlin and so or do London or do any of the, the other majors um, or just the people that you meet. I mean, I think the thing that's been really great about the, the years that I've been running is the community. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've really been a group runner, not because I don't enjoy them, but because the time when I have to run is so early in the morning that it's, it's rare that you'll see me getting time with people. But when I go out with the group runs, it's so much fun. I mean, the, the, the social side of it, the, the, just the encouragement aspect of it, mm-hmm. everyone wants everyone to do well. I, I don't know any runner who's like, Oh, that, that guy right there. No, nope. he, he rubs me the wrong way. I hope he trips on, on the starting Oh, I mean, everyone's great. It's it's happy competition. Like if I hear that, it's usually someone's like, I hope they trip, you know, just as a joke, like mainly just because they're like, oh, like they always beat me. That's that's the only time. But like people are so sweet as runners. Like everyone just is uplifting when you go to the races too. like everyone's just so excited to just be there, which is such a nice crowd to be around. It really is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, no matter if you came in in first place or you're the last person to cross that yep. line you're in the exact same distance yep. exact same distance mm-hmm. so i mean okay kipchoge can, can run it in two hours i'm never going to do that mm-hmm. I, I didn't sign up for this because i'm going to win it i signed up for this because of uh, what i want to challenge myself with and it's the same thing for my runners what, what's your challenge and how are we going to take that off i love that absolutely i think that's just so you're, you're not going to run it in two hours. I'm not either. You know, at some day, I don't know, maybe I'll get lucky it's, one day and relax, but exactly. <laughs> if I relax enough, maybe we'll get there. I love it. So kind of coming towards the end of this podcast, I've got questions to ask you just like as a fun round. Um, the first one I want to ask you, and I know, I know that we kind of touched it, um, that you're not great with the nutrition side, but what is your pre-race meal? And I'm actually going to ask you your post-race yeah. meal too, because you said you're famous for them. Oh, super fantastic. Right, yes. you so pre-race, uh, I I actually uh, don't have a traditional pre-race. I do a, a pre-race kind of week. So three days leading up really is where Love I focus. It. I mean, no matter what, uh, month out, I cut out soda, which I my soda intake is huge. I'm the healthiest person ever. I told you this. Uh, two weeks out, I cut out all caffeine because okay. since um, since I do rely on more with caffeine, I like it to just have as much of an effect as possible. And it helps uh, within so two I, weeks. You don't have to cut it out completely. <laughs> No, but, but two weeks prior is when, when I just, it's all the caffeine. I'm, I'm just know. done with it um, until the day of. Uh, it's its what's worked for me. I'm not saying anyone else has to do it. No, it's just you know what? I'm actually really curious. Um, I'm thinking about doing the same thing. I'm like, that might be a good idea to do because I drink so much caffeine, you know, pull it back. You know, you could put an IV in me basically uh, with how much caffeine I consume. I feel that. If anything, <laughs> I, I so feel sad. bad for everyone who's around me during those two weeks when I don't have caffeine. Yeah. It, it's say, a nightmare have have for them. Yeah, um, the day. <laughs> but but no i uh so those things i do further out but then three days out like heavy protein uh meal three days out veggies meal uh, the whole thing two days out i traditionally do 
what my kids like to call a baked potato extravaganza. And I just make baked potatoes and sweet potatoes all in the oven and just every topping possible. And we just chow down on that. Um, the day before, it's usually going to be bagels in the morning, pastas in the evening, just your your kind of usual suspects, which oddly enough, yeah, the, the, the one race that I mentioned to you, the Philly race with my best time is the one time I did the opposite. I went out uh, to visit a friend while I was in Philly, went out to the Mexican restaurant, had queso pumbido, had salsas of every like spice oh, level, uh, massive steak with this, even, even a beer. And I'm just that night, like, this is such a bad idea. And the next day went amazing. So that's a one-off. Usually I stick with the, with the three-day rule. I love I it. That's great. Hey, I found out hibachi for some reason is the one, like the races I've done well in. I just went out and ate hibachi, all the sauce you really? can think of, everything, those salads, oh, everything. And it's great. I don't That's know. fantastic. <laughs> so we but, all I mean, have it, something, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know? Right? Like if it works, who cares? <laughs> it's fine. Um, that's I love that. Like, ugh. I, I would do the chips and salsa. I'd probably like binge on the chip salsa and queso, but that's okay. Oh, so good. It's just neat. So good so all good. the time. Um, okay. Question number two. Um, what, what race is next for you? What's the, what's next in your running journey? I've got Chicago coming up but th- this year. I'm actually trying for the first time three in a row. So I'm in Chicago, New York, Philly to close oh. out the year. So Philly's in so November, Chicago's right? in just, November. it's in November. Yeah. So you have okay. Chicago in October. New York is the first weekend of November. So whenever time mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. and then uh, Philly's usually two weeks right after. Oh, wow. Oh, that back to back right there is going to be rough, but it's going to be fun. Well, well, Philly, it's more the reason for it is that I have several of my runners uh, from uh, they're all over the country, but several of them wanted to do Philly, mm-hmm. whether they're doing the half or the full. So I figured, I mean, it's, it's a quick train ride for me. I'm heading down that way. I'll run with a couple of them. And then, um, be there for the last five, six miles of the ones who are doing the the full as soon as I finish, head back out and just kind of run with them. Oh, that's so, fantastic. There we go. It'll, it'll be a fun reunion. Yeah. It's better with friends. It's definitely better with friends. Absolutely. <laughs> Always. Absolutely. Now, what's the craziest thing somebody's ever asked you as a runner? Question number three. Oh, craziest thing. <laughs> or even the craziest <laughs> comment you've heard. You're like, wow, that's stuck in my mind. <laughs> um, I don't think there's any, if anything, one thing that, tries me up a wall is when someone uh, when someone said oh you ran a marathon so what distance marathon did you run i'm like what do you mean and they're like oh well i ran a 5k marathon or i ran a this right i'm like no guys there's different distances there's ultra there's full there's half of this but but yeah and they're like no 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 but it's a marathon i'm like no 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 guys that's that's you're not like a marathon, marathon. is that's a specific the, 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 yeah no it's and it always cracks me up because it's it's yeah. not a one-time comment. There's multiple people who have said it. And, and like I said, each one of those races is so different that, that I mean, give it, give it the value of what each one of those are. But yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a weird question with running. Yeah, I think Luckily. I was like thinking of like maybe if somebody asked you if you like ran the 5K marathon because I always love people. They're like, oh, there's a marathon um, this weekend. I was like, oh, where? And they're like, oh, it was a 5K around town. I'm like, ah, so close. <laughs> yeah, we signed up for that marathon. Yeah, I was like, darn it, I could have signed up for that one. That would have been a fast one. Um, <laughs> darn it. Um, okay, last question. And this one is yeah. specific to you. Can't say running. You cannot say running. That's the only thing here. 
What is something, a routine or a habit that you do every single day that helps you run your life so life doesn't run you? Ooh, um, there's a couple, but but the one that, that is really my, my main driver, I mentioned to you, I have a four-year-old, eight-year-old. I, with 100% intent in the morning, make sure that I'm the one who... We we have a nanny who's fantastic, and with living in the city, it's hard schedule wise. But every single day in the morning, I'm going to make sure that I'm the one who's getting them ready, getting them to the bus, getting them to. I mean, we have even a tradition that every single Friday, the three of us go uh, to a diner just down the street, and we have our breakfast there. We get up an hour earlier, and from there, instead of taking the bus, I walk them both to school. And those extra hour and a half total between breakfast and and the walk that, that it's my moment for just the rest of the world can go to whatever i'm gonna be late to work on fridays and i know it by probably 30 minutes i'm not taking calls i'm not dealing with anything else it's just that time and while every day yes i do spend that time with them it's that friday morning that i look forward to every week sticks with them too that's not just like that short-term effect that's a long-term effect hopefully and if nothing else i'll remember it in their 20s they'll thank you but not in their teens (laughs) maybe their 30s when they have kids too (laughs) you know if they remember that over the rest of the bad stuff that i did i did something (laughs) right just stay consistent with it it'll be fine there you go i love it all right carlos where can people find you um, to you know follow your journey and coach with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram. It's uh, run underscore coach underscore CP. Um, also, uh, the, the coaching page is resoluterunners.com. Um, I mean, I give out my phone number, but that's a little creepy. So no, yes, feel free to reach out and, and happy to work with anyone. I'll put all the links on the um, show notes so they can reach out to you. And then if you have your phone there number you there, they'll call you. <laughs> all right carlos thank you so much for coming on run thrive survive we will see you next time and wish you the best of luck in your journey thank you so much sierra good time